And we are live, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Uptown Radio, WJYN 98.5, Uptown Radio. You're listening to the Running Back Radio Show. I'm your host, Chris Thomas, and I'm here with Mark Thompson and Langston Washington. What's going on, fellas? What's up? What's good? Yeah, you know what, man? It's just another another week and another day to talk sports with you guys for the next hour. I'm excited. You yeah. know I'm excited. We, right. got, we, we got a lot in store today, too. We're definitely talking mm-hmm. yeah. NFL, NFC, and AFC North Division winners. We're going to talk about the predictions there. Is Dame Lillard the best point guard in the NBA? We're going to be definitely talking about that. Yeah, man, college football just announced – well, Big Ten announced that they will be canceling fall – Fall, uh, fall at uh, football, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully they can like start it back up in the spring. Hey, y'all, uh, Mark, you want to read uh, that call? That call-in number. Listen, that call-in number is two one five seven six three nine five nine six. Join the conversation. We talking, y'all? Yeah, and absolutely. We're also live on the Uptown Radio YouTube live right now. Oh, we got a few people joining us today right now. Oh, word? Yeah, we got four people? Yeah, man. We already got thumbs up, too. That's wow. what's up. That's what's up. Let's go. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's get started. So, uh you talked it off with uh, football, some AFC, and some NFC North predictions. The mm-hmm. fo- football is going to be starting right away. Uh, this looks like there's going to be no hiccups or postponement. The first game of the NFL season is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Houston Texans Thursday night football. The defending Super Bowl champs is going to start the season off. As they per- should. Yeah. But we're going to be starting off with a little predictions. Uh, AFC, uh, AFC North and the NFC North. So, uh, gentlemen, do you want to start with the AFC or the a- NFC first? AFC. Let's do it. AFC. AFC North. It's going to be, uh, uh, as you know, people have been calling it for years, you know, the black and blue division, Pretty particularly much. famous by, you know, the hard def- hard-nosed defenses by Ray Lewis, Ed Re- Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Terrell Suggs, Pittsburgh, you know, Joey Porter, Troy Polamalu. Yeah. It's kind of fizzled down over the years, but there's but still, two more teams in there. You forgot, but I, I guess they don't. Yeah, count. you got two teams also on the come up with very young quarterbacks. You know, Baker Mayfield and in Cleveland. You know that uh, that potential high-powered offense that took a real step back after you know all the all-season hype. And you got you know the number one overall pick, Joe Burrow, playing for uh, his home state team in uh, Cincinnati. Um, it's going to be a really fun division, in my honest opinion. You know, you got four. Uh, you got three young quarterbacks, you know, mm-hmm. that can carry, you know, the torch of the AFC banner. Then you got Ben Roethlisberger. Right. Mm-hmm. Who's who's still hanging on for dear life. Mm-hmm. I don't even understand how he's still employed. But, I mean, I get it. The, the, the lifespan of quarterbacks these days have definitely extended. Yeah. And especially if you have a solid pocket presence, you're able to find your receivers, make the right plays, you're able to read defense, et cetera, et cetera. It's the rules, man. Yeah, you rules you'll, are tailored to protect the quarterback. Oh, I agree with that, too, especially especially a big you know, pocket presence like Ben Roethlisberger before he was getting smashed up. Yep. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. But last year you had the Ravens win that division. They won that uh, – they went 14-2. and two. They were 5-1 and one against their division. That was in 2019. Mm-hmm. Now, I got a little bit of notes here. So, from the past decade, I did a little bit of a breakdown and kind of like Chris alluded to that the Steelers and the Ravens, this is pretty much their division. Yep. Steelers won it four times last decade. The Ravens won it four times last decade. And Cincinnati somehow managed to sneak in there twice. That was in 2013 and in 2015 where they won the division so that's interesting what you think on that one man it is but you know like i said um if you guys listen to me before you guys listen to me talk uh once again playoff appearances doesn't mean nothing without playoff wins agreed which is why i didn't understand why the Bengals held on to marvin lewis that long 
16-year uh, career there in Cincinnati, 0-7 in the postseason. I understand that, you know, you're afraid of the unknown and you're afraid of, like, who is going to be replacing him. But if you've had, you know, a coach for that long and have that lack of success, mm -hmm. then something needs to get done. And now you potentially now have something. You know, Zach Taylor, who's now, you know, essentially a Sean McVay clone from this Sean McVay Pretty much. tree. You got your young, you know, bright quarterback of the future, uh, Joe Burrow, you know, mm -hmm. Heisman winner. They uh, draft some good wide receivers, too, to compliment Joe Burrow. So yeah, that should be and uh, you already great. have some good weapons already, too. You know, A.J. Green's coming back healthy. You know, mm -hmm. fingers mm -hmm. crossed if he can stay healthy. Tyler Boyd, you know, Tyler Eifert, once again, fingers crossed mm -hmm. if he can stay healthy as if well. If he can stay mm -hmm. healthy, yeah. And uh, a top-ten running back in Joe, Joe Mixon. Mixon. Yeah. So the biggest question marks for the Bengals is, number one, how is that offensive line going to hold up? Because terrible. if it doesn't, it's terrible. then Joe Burrow is going to be in a very He's, rude awakening listen. in a division in which you got Baltimore's defense, yep. Pittsburgh's defense, which yep. was top five last year. And, and then Cleveland. and you got Cleveland now. You know, Miles Garrett, new $125 yeah. million dollar man. Mm -hmm. And they got, they got big names on defense, so I wouldn't play the Cleveland defense tough. So... The uh, Bengals, they, they got a lot in store. But, I mean, this is th these guys set the bar, especially the Baltimore and Pittsburgh. They set the bar for this division, and they continue to. So that's why, in my opinion, it's going to come down to the Steelers and Ravens like it always does. It would be some form of miracle where Cincinnati could sneak in. I don't really have much faith in the Browns that – like, I really don't have that much faith in him. I'm not a big fan of Baker Mayfield, and I'm just praying that one day Odell Beckham Jr. can get out of Cleveland. I know he don't really want to be there because at the end of the day, he got traded there. That's not a team he chose to be a part of. Yeah. Browns are in a different situation just because I would say the Browns are as talented as any team in that division. Agreed. Uh, it's just, one, they're, they're super young. When you get all those high draft picks – Year after year after year, they have to grow and develop and build that chemistry together. Um, but it's like you said, Mark, like, I don't trust Baker Millfield, the quarterback. He, we had high hopes for him last year, and he disappointed everybody. Yeah. Um, and the Browns, it seems like the front office just can never get it right. Like, the team, the, team the, the, the players, the talent there, that's in Cleveland. But everything around that, uh, it's extremely suspect. They just need LeBron to be the coach. <laughs> <laughs> they need something. <laughs> Cleveland's just not the same when it's, LeBron's it's, not there. Yeah, okay, here's Cleveland. the thing. Cleveland went 6-10 uh, last year. I went bold and said that they were going to make a playoff run last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they have way too much talent for me to ignore. Obviously, Odell Beckham and you know Still Jarvis Landry. Yep. Uh, once again, they're reunited. You know from an LSU yeah, Nick day. Chubb. Nick oh, Chubb, good. Kareem Hunt's right. is getting a full off season, a full season to work with. They brought in Austin Hooper from a Atlanta. You know the defense is once again healthy. Miles Garrett is reinstated. They loaded up. It's that front office. Now here's the thing about Cleveland. They brought someone in from the front office who came from the Philadelphia organization as their GM. Oh, I f what was his I name? Forget I forgot his, his name. name off the top of my head. I forget his name. We got, go ahead. That's why we have Google. Yep. <laughs> Chris, Chris is on it. I, I forget his Chris name. Chris is on sure. it. But that, that's that's the one saving grace I'll give Cleveland. Well, damn, we should have <laughs> kept him. He making all these moves. Andrew Barry. Yeah, Andrew Barry. That's him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. We, sh we should have kept him. He making all these moves. Yeah, in the not to office. mention they changed coaches as well. They got the uh, Vikings, uh, former Vikings offensive coordinator, Kevin Stefanski. Mm -hmm. yep. And when you watch the Vikings offense last year, you know, it's run centric. So that's big news for, you know, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, and it's predicated on play action as opposed to what you saw last year with Freddie Kitchens. You know, you're seeing like seven-step dropbacks, Baker holding the ball for too long and just waiting for somebody to just get open down the field. Yep. So I think a new mm -hmm. change in offensive philosophy, you know, getting Odell Beckham in play action situations, getting him the ball so he'd be able to operate in open space. Jarvis Landry's your possession guy. Austin Hooper is a red zone magnet. 
I think the Browns are going to bounce back this year. And I know I said they're going to be a playoff team last year, <laughs> but I got I got faith that they'll bounce back this year. Not to mention, you got to realize there's an extra playoff yep, spot this year. That. Yes, yep. I forgot yep. to okay. add that news. Yep. I got the I got the Ravens winning that division, but I got the Browns taking one of those wild card spots. Hmm, that's interesting. So wait, you said what six a... and ten last year. So what are you thinking this I'm year? I'm thinking nine and seven. Wow. What about the Steelers? Okay, here's my hot take. The Steelers don't make the playoffs this year. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. I, I don't think that's much of a hot take, though. I, I I just don't understand how people think, like, well, Ben Roethlisberger's back, so, and, yeah. like, they just, you know, almost made it to the playoffs with, you know, Duck Hodges and Mason Riddle. No. I'm like, listen, here's my thing. I trust their defense. I don't trust their offense. When you look at every single bit of their offense, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster showed that he can't be a number one wide receiver. We've seen – I watched DeAndre Hopkins. I even saw Odell last year, you know, still ball out yeah. with inefficiency at the at the quarterback position. Agreed. I don't think Juju – I think Juju's a really good compliment. Mm-hmm. And Antonio Brown took a lot of attention away so Juju wouldn't be able to work. Yeah, Juju, in my opinion, is a solid number two. He, I had him on my fantasy squad last year, and boy, did he Same. frustrate me, I tell you. <laughs> he, he would have some games where he would go – off, I'm like, yo, I'm I'm really confident. And here's the thing that Steelers fans will not admit: they miss Le'Veon Bell because mm-hmm. they, even when Le'Veon Bell was there, they were still you know a little below average because they force feed everything to him. So they were 20th in rushing with Le'Veon Bell when James Conner took over. You know, everybody loves James Conner, yeah. but they were 31st in rushing, and then last year they were the worst rushing attack in football. And, and they really, and not to mention James Conner, the biggest knock on Le'Veon Bell was in his, his ability to stay healthy. James mm-hmm. Conner got has hurt. Missed, yep. Back to back years as yep. well, and they and they really tried to use James Conner the way that they used Le'Veon Bell, and it just didn't add up. It didn't work for the it's Steelers. Just, it, it's like, listen, no one's going to go into study in a film study session like, man, we got to stop James Conner. Like, who? Who? <laughs> 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 no way. I mean, you, you're talking about potentially the fifth best running back in that division, probably. That that probably, and then you then yeah. you go to see Le'Veon Bell go to the New York Jets and still be pretty productive. Like that's got that's got to stink. It's it's it almost questions like yo like I understand that the the running back lifespan is what like maybe four to five years, but like yo when you got talent like that you have to pay them. Like I don't I don't understand the frustration. You you got a guy who's coming out of the backfield. He's arguably one of the best blockers in the game. Yeah. He can run. He can find the hole. He has so much patience. And he can line up his wide receiver. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He, he's multi-dimensional. Yeah, and look, this is a really good question. Is it the O line or coaching in Pittsburgh? I'm gonna say it's the O line. It, no, it's the coaching. No, no. Mike Tomlin. Not Mike Tomlin. No. He's he like one of the last we got left. Come on, man. No, no listen. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Top five coach in the game. Listen, no. the Brown. Listen, he number Steelers one in my book. <laughs> Steelers have like Steelers have all pros everywhere on their line. So at some point, it's like if Le'Veon Bell's been able to, you know. You know, just operate on that offensive line that everybody says is so good that he's not going to get in New York. So what's uh, James Conner's excuse? None. At some point, you got to look at the coaching and the play. Then it's not the coaching. Then it's James Conner. It's not be. the coaching because he don't have. He, he also <laughs> had. It wasn't even James Conner. Like Juju struggled as well. Right. They, they couldn't game plan for like any quarterback. But at you, all. but you already stated why Juju struggled. It ca- it he didn't ca- have A B on the other side. It could just be the talent. Like maybe there's not. T- like maybe their offense has talent on the O line and that's it. They didn't have a quarterback. They didn't have the wide receivers. They didn't have the running back. Their tight ends are slow, talented but slow. All right, like maybe they just didn't have enough on offense. Okay, all right, that's all right. Maybe it is the talent on 
in in a, in the skills position. And, right? It's not the offense. And line. no Big Ben for the most part. I mean, had Mason Rudolph out there. Yeah. I'm not. I mean, I'm not giving Big Ben or anything the benefit of the doubt, but I'm just saying, like, there yeah, are some, there are a couple of deciding factors that will, you know, that will take it off of Mike Tomlin, in my okay. opinion. No, like I agree. It's not Mike Tomlin's fault. I'm just saying, like the off when you watch that offense. It was probably the worst offensive football last year. It was tough to watch. You could argue that that the offense is like old fashioned and archaic. You could you could argue that point. Yeah. But to say like it's completely the coach, like the only reason they they went eight and eight and they had a chance at the playoffs was because of Mike Tomlin's coaching, Agreed. in my opinion. Yeah, and, and the defense. Yeah, and the defense. Yes. The only action they had this year was when they had that brawl on the field against the Browns. But other than that, the Steelers, man, they that mm-hmm. they it was all Mike Tomlin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, we all agree. Baltimore's winning the division this year. Uh yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was I was gonna mess with y'all just for a GP and say Cincinnati, but I can't do it. They was two and fourteen I'm about last to say, year. I mean, you can't say that with straight face. I was gonna troll y'all, but I, I can't I don't even wanna do it. If they were two and fourteen with a first year coach, I'm good. I don't have faith in them. Unless something drastic happens. But I'll tell you one thing, Joe Burrow, he does have an opportunity to go off because you know, you know how first-year quarterbacks do. Like they go off, and then but as soon as you get that game film on them, you know, then they slow down a bit. So he does have an opportunity to make a splash. Mm-hmm. They're still coming last in the division, though. Yeah, yeah, uh, maybe four wins, maybe maybe yeah. two win improvements. Not bad. <laughs> or five. Anyway, sure. um, you pushing it now? <laughs> sure. Whatever you like. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so. Uh, from the AFC North, we're going to switch over to the NFC North, yep, we, yep. which fielded two playoff teams last year, the Green Bay Packers, who made it to all the way to the NFC title game, and the Minnesota Vikings, who had an upset win against the New Orleans Saints in the wild card weekend, yeah. mm-hmm. the Chicago Bears, and the Detroit Lions. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, um, how are you feeling about this division this year? Packers. Well, uh, well dang. I was, I was about to say the Packers. There you go. We agree. Oh, all right. Yeah, I know you're going to say the Packers, quick. too, right? Yeah. All right, let's, <laughs> all right, all right. We're not gonna make it that easy, yeah. but you know, once again, I got a little bit of notes here. So I did my decade thing again for the for the NFC as well. Go so ahead. the um, Packers they won the they won the division six times last decade. They won it in 2011, where they won the Super Bowl. 2012, 2013, 14, 16, and then last year where they went 13 and three. So they've been outstanding. They had uh, Matt Matt Lafleur. That was his first year with the Packers. 13 and three. And, you know, your boy Aaron Rodgers, but, you know, I got to take a little shoddy shot at him. You know, he's only 8 and 10 and – I'm sorry, 10 and 8 in the playoffs. So it's above 500. It is above 500. But better one Super Bowl, that's ridiculous. Better playoff record than Drew Brees, but continue. Yeah, you are right about that. I think what's Drew Brees, 8 and 8 or 9 and 8? 9 and 8. 9 and 8, yeah. No, it is a better playoff record than Drew Brees. Oh, 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 is that, for, is that for last week? Yeah. Is that why you bring that up? And oh, they're still right. top five quarterbacks. I guess. <laughs> I guess. But not Tom Brady. Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> the um, but yeah, no, Green Bay. They were six and zero in their division last year. So I, in my opinion, I don't see much changing. I just still continue to see them running through. Uh, Minnesota, they do have some nice parts. Uh, but I'm I'm not a believer in Kirk Cousins. I'm good. I love Dalvin Cook. He's great. Um, I'm I'm mad they traded Stephon Stephon Diggs. But hey, get him out of here. Cool with me. Replace him with Justin Jefferson. Yeah, be fine. yeah, that's true. Um, the Bears they got a lot of confusion at quarterback, so we don't even know what <laughs> they're like. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Actually, no. Didn't Nick, Nick Foles opted out? We talked about that. Yeah. So there isn't a whole lot. He didn't opt no, out. He's, he's he's there. Oh, so he came back. Yeah, there was a report, but he he's still. He's oh, there. all right. He's not gonna miss out on that. Coin. That's what no, I thought. He's not going to 
jump on that money. No. Right. And then Detroit, man, I don't just move Detroit out of town. They don't the Lions don't even need to be there. Like they they've had bad juju since Barry Sanders retired early. Another a, a fantastic superstar. Then another superstar, Megatron retires early. I just feel bad for Matt Stafford. Wanna, he needs know, a good opportunity. You want to know the funny thing about Detroit is that was my team in Madden 07. Yo, because that was tough. Yeah, though, Calvin Johnson, like all those first round wide receivers, like Roy Williams and yeah. Yeah, so like they were fun to use, but caught everything. Yeah. Oh, look, ahead, look, look. Don't sleep on Detroit. Stop playing. Anyway. Kenny, Gall- lis- Kenny Galladay. Anyway, you're listening to Uptown Radio, <laughs> WJYN 98.5. We're talking NFC North. If you want to call in, Mark, get that uh, number. 215-763-9596 to join the conversation. Listen, someone come to my defense about Detroit. No. Okay, no. Uh, we got we had another comment from, uh, from Triple. He says uh, they've had bad juju since the 60s. Oh, well, hey, whoever said <laughs> look, that, thank you. I wasn't even thought of, look, and neither was my mother. Look, you're right. So they, that's a long time. They have bad juju, all right? But but Kenny Galladay, you know, I picked up uh, that tight end last year in fantasy football. He balled out for me. Uh, when he was on the field? Hey, yes, when he was on the field. When they get, again, bad juju because they're injured. But when healthy, because Matthew Stafford got injured. But when he was healthy, he was having an MVP season. And they were bound for the playoffs. So, if Detroit can stay healthy, I have a playoff spot for him. Langston. I'm, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. That's a stretch. Langston, I'm sitting is. right next to you. Playoff spot. I'm looking you dead in your eyes. You don't Langston, even what's in that, that water bottle, man? Spot. You don't even believe that. What's in that it's water playoff spot for him? Whatever's in the bottle, pass me some. Okay. Well, well, I, I, I got to hear your playoff spot. <laughs> what? I, I got I to hear your playoff spot. They're going to get a wild card. It's going to be Green Bay, the division. Detroit, they got the wild card spot. I don't have the Vikings making it. You are. He's hot take man today. All right. um, um, what? Hot take. Hot Kirk take. Cousins, the quarterback. Kirk Cousins, I don't have him making it. Nope. Dog, did you, listen. The only thing Detroit's going to do this year is fire Matt Patricia. And, like halfway and, and, and here's the other thing about football. Here's the other thing. It happens every year. There's always that one team. It's not no going to be Detroit. No one yeah, ever, ever. That one team no one ever predicts, and they just make it to the playoffs. Listen, I'll give you. Listen, here's, here's what's going to happen. Detroit's going to win those first two games. You're going to feel a little confident about yourself. Matt Stafford gets hurt again. The Kerrigan Johnson gets hurt again. And then. You know, everybody else starts to get hurt. The defense doesn't improve. Right. They Look, and like Patricia that, gets fired in November, the, and the then they pick top five again. I, I say all this with a caveat that they stay healthy. If they get injured, none of this none of this is true. None of this. But if they can stay healthy, bound playoffs. Well, you can say that about any okay. team. No, nah, you can't not, say that about the Eagles were well, injured. Yeah, but if, they, but if they stay healthy, they still make they're the exception, right. not the norm. <laughs> exactly. Right. Like, we're talking about the Detroit Lions. Did you not hear the stats I said? <laughs> I said in the last decade, the Packers won six times. The Lions, they didn't win none of them times. That was Minnesota and Chicago. We, yo, we haven't seen the Lions good in our lifetime. Who's who's better, Matthew Stafford or Nick Foles? Matthew Stafford. Exactly. Stafford. Who's better, Stafford or Kirk Cousins? They're kind Matthew of Stafford. Exactly. That's my. That's no point. hesitation. Just oh, stay hold healthy. on, we got a caller. Hold on. Uh, you're live on uh, Uptown Radio WJY ninety eight point five. Yeah, how you doing? What's going on? What's up, man? Yeah, are you, what are you guys going to talk about the NFC East? <laughs> we can, we can you guys talk about the NFC North. When are you going to talk about the NFC East? We can, we can do that for you real quick. I was going to say, we typically save the best for last. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, I want to hear something about the NFC East. What okay, you, you want to talk about? I want to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Whoa, whoa. What right. about I want to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Right, That's what it. I want to talk first about. Of all, first of all, who's the your, best running back in the NFL. Wait, wait. wait. First, first, what's your name? 
But you act like Saquon can't run over people. I've never seen Saquon lower you, his shoulder. Did, and you, run no did one you see him in college at Penn State? I, the, the NFL, not college. He's in the NFL now. I've never seen him lower his shoulder and run somebody over. Because he'd rather juke you and go for 50. Mr. Jackson, I, I have you seen that man's legs? He don't have no problem running over no, he, anybody. Have you seen him? Have you he's, seen a very, him he's, he's a very strong running back. He, if if no. I'm taking Zeke, I'm taking him second. Listen, but I cannot... And I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm not being biased, but I cannot put him over Zeke. Look, I can't. There's I, I no problem can't. with this. We're talking about two top five running backs in I the agree. game right top now. Three. We're talking about okay, the top best three. In the That's league. fine. I, you know, he's more. I'd say, look, I give Saquon one A, Zeke one B. They are they are definitely both the right, best right. in the league. I can't. You know what? I I, I just can't talk to you. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> hey, Dorsey, Dorsey, Dorsey. No, we we have you on. Listen. Obviously, you know, the we're going to leave the uh, the Zeke talk for a little bit. How do you feel about Dak Prescott, you know, playing on a franchise tag and not getting a new contract? Are you worried that, you know, a long-term deal is not going to get affected? You're Okay, I'm going to give you my honest opinion on that. Okay. I am not a big Dak fan, and Mark knows that. He's, he's telling the truth. Why? Dak, I'm a diehard Cowboys fan, but Dak Prescott, he, he's, he to me is a little over average quarterback. In the NFL, if you put Dak, if you put Dak on Cleveland, he's a bum. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Mm-hmm. He he needs weapons to be good. Okay. Now I think by us getting McCarthy and that West Coast offense, if he doesn't shine in this offense, I will not keep him next year. I will not keep Dak. I Dak, kind of Dak, agree. Dak's a little bit over, but you know one thing about Dak I like, he he doesn't get hurt. He is durable. He doesn't durable. get hurt. He's durable. He's not going to lose a game for you, but he just won't, like, win that game. He won't stretch that. When we need that third and nine, he's going to throw it over your head. You know what I'm saying? Like, he won't be the reason y'all win. Is that what you're saying? He won't won't carry a team to victory like Aaron Rodgers. If I'm Dak, I'm I'm looking at Kirk Cousins like, Kirk Kirk Cousins got franchised, what, two years in a row, almost made 100 mil, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then he goes to Minnesota, and he signs a contract, and Fully guaranteed, and and what is he? Is he a top five quarterback? Not no. even. That's what I'm saying. So if I'm that, well, Dak's betting on himself. He is. But with this whole COVID thing, I don't think it's just. I don't know, man. I don't even know if we're gonna have a whole season. You think there's you any know, chance that? Dak, what, what was he? A second round, third round pick? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they offered him four years, what, a hundred and something mil or something like mm-hmm. that? It was. It was like it was like thirty one and a half mil. He turned he down. He didn't take it. 
Yep. I would have took that money. I would have took that four years. You he know should have. ran with that. Cause especially because you don't even know what the future is going to have, especially with COVID, like you said. That's not our franchise quarterback. So, so in that say. case, um, how do you feel about Andy Dalton being your backup? I love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love it. Okay. I like Andy Dalton. Okay. And if that and if that can't perform, I guarantee you, I guarantee you McCarthy's going to sit him down. Yeah, it took the words right out of my mouth. Perfect. He's going to sit him down. That's why we got Andy Dalton. I, I, listen, the, the last backups we had, I don't even know who they were. I can't even tell you who those backups were. <laughs> I don't even know their names. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know their names. Yep. But, but Dak, like Mark, this is it for Dak. You know I, you know how I feel about that, Mark. I know. You know how I feel about that. Like, I know. He's I, not I, it. He's not the dude. He's not that guy. But if he can't shine in this little dink and dunk West Coast offense, then he's not then he's going to be – but, you, but I tell you what, McCarthy's going to use him like he like he was in college. You know what I'm saying? Like like they use Wentz here. Yeah. They use Wentz like a running quarterback here. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. We'll I want to see I want to see that play calling with Dak, and then I'll go from there. You know what I'm saying? But I'm gonna let you go. You can talk about the NFC North. I gotta get out of here. <laughs> but it was nice talking. Dorsey, right? appreciate the call. All right, sure, all right homie. Thanks. Take it easy, man. Call back anytime. <laughs> oh, man. And uh, we got another comment. Uh, I think it's one of your boys, Tyrell. Dallas is going to let Dak go, thinking they're all that, and they're going to go back to the Quincy Carter days. Wow. Ooh. Quincy Carter. Oh, that that's, was those were rough times. That's brutal. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, oh, my gosh. That's brutal, Tyrell. That's brutal. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean, for real, for I, what I think, I mean, just to switch up a little bit since we are talking about the NFC East, I, I agree with Dorsey when he said if Dak doesn't play, play well, Andy Dalton is Definitely seeing the field yeah. with no hesitation. Let there be a game. Dak mess around and throw like three picks. Yeah, you have Amari Cooper, you have Michael Gallup, and you have C.D. Lamb. Yeah, mm-hmm. low, low key. Like, hey, this is a dummy-proof offense, so any quarterback should be able to like execute and play well and be at a Pro Bowl caliber level. You would if, think. Yeah, but if Dak can't do it with this, you got then, the O line, the running back, the wide receiver. You just need a tight end. Maybe. You don't really need a tight I mean, end. I mean, like, Jason Witten still there, or, he, or did he leave? No, no, again? Jason Witten's with the Raiders. Oh, he did. Okay, okay, okay. Because I know he came back. He left the booth because his toupee was horrible. Yeah. He left the booth, came back. Bro, that whole Monday night crew was awful. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, why nobody can't stand Booger McFarlane? <laughs> I. I don't hate him as like venomously as everybody else does. I just can't stand the Booker Mobile. <laughs> and like, honestly, like when they had that better. game, at, honestly, I was better. disappointed in Philly. I was, I'll say this right now: I was disappointed in you, Philly fans. When we had a Monday night game here, you didn't tear down that Booker Mobile. <laughs> Shame <laughs> on y'all. Should have went to work on that, John. For real. Anyway, uh, so we back to you know NFC North. We all agree, Packers. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely going with the Packers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't I don't see any anything happening. Okay. I mean, even though Aaron Rodgers is very disgruntled, he has, you know, kind of passively aggressive hinted that he's not finishing his career in Green Bay. You know what, you know what I want to see, though? Hmm. I, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to ball out. I don't think the Packers are going to go, like, all the way to the Super Bowl. But you know what I do see? Huh. Think about this. Nick Foles could void his con- Nick Foles already said he's going to void his contract next year to be a free agent. The Bears also didn't pick up on Mitchell Trubisky's option. Hmm. So I can definitely see Aaron Rodgers... As scorn as he is, knowing that he needed another wide receiver to help them get over the top, I could see him pulling Brett Favre, and but instead of going to Minnesota, he's going to go to Chicago. Wow! Think about him in that offense with Allen Robinson. That's like such a traitor. 
Not Chicago. As much as that rivalry Top five is, defense, Allen Robinson, Aaron Rodgers doesn't care. They're going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, at this fact. point, he he is like a he a, he like a, the X, like that scorned X right now. And they still together. Like, you know, Aaron Rodgers is a very petty man. Listen, I yeah. love A-Rod as a player, but he holds grudges. The man still holds a grudge on Mike McCarthy for passing him up on during the draft when he was, you know. Yeah, he probably still don't like Brett Favre either. So you think Aaron Rodgers would demand a trade to Chicago? Because he just signed his contract. I mean, he Aaron Rodgers at this point, he can kind of do what he wants. Mm-hmm. He writes his. He I mean, writes. I mean, he could demand a trade. He I mean, signs I, his own I, checks. But I, I gotta look it up. Maybe they can get like a conditional release or something like that. But I could definitely, I definitely want to see that though. Because down down the line, like Jordan Love is gonna be is gonna be the franchise quarterback. Yeah, there. You, mm-hmm. yeah. The writing's on the wall. Yeah, the writing's so, definitely on the wall. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, I think you know that touches all, all our topics and once again you're listening to Uptown Radio WJYN 98.5 FM uh, we're done with our NFL talk and now we're going to go some NBA t- bubble talk yes the main event the main event and that number to call in to join the conversation 215-763-9576 so what are we starting with fellas y'all so is Dame Lillard let's go all right yeah but Damian Lillard is obviously the hot topic right now yes. so let's begin with him he, he the best point guard in the league Right now, yes. Right now, yeah. I'm not talking about right now. Is Overall, best, yes. Is he the best point guard in the NBA? Steph Curry, yeah. When healthy, you could argue is better, but I would put Steph Curry, Dame Dollar. I say they're the top two. I can't, yeah, I can't. I, I'm with you. No one else to say. I, I just say they're the top. I'm two. with you. I when think healthy. um the the top five in my opinion. You got Steph Curry. You got Dame Dollar. You got Russ. I still yep. think Russ is a top five point guard. Yep. Um, Kyrie Irving, yep. and then Chris, call me crazy. Chris Paul. No, I'm actually saying Trey Young. Mm. Oh no. Yeah, I'm calling oh, crazy. I'm no. throwing Trey Young <laughs> in the top five. Oh no. Yeah, no. I I love Trey Young's game. No defense. Yeah. That's okay. I mean, neither is Steph Curry. Yeah, he's baby yeah. Steph. Yeah, sure he is baby Steph. He literally is. He's shooting from logo like Steph. He's putting up, what, 29 and 10 with no problem like Steph. In, in my opinion, this is not to take anything away from Dame, but Dame and Trey kind of like, they made me feel okay not having Steph Curry this season because they were giving me Steph Curry-like game. So for for me, I I enjoyed it, but as far as Dame Lillard, let's talk about how what he's been doing inside the bubble. He's been mm-hmm. averaging about thirty three points inside the bubble and nine point five assists. So he's not only getting buckets, he's also passing because you know he got my man Melo. You know, everybody yeah. know I love Melo. Gary Trent, yes. CJ McCollum. First off, Gary Trent Jr. has been playing out of his mind. Like this John came out of nowhere. So many players are just in the bubble acting yeah, real unusual right now. Two NBA two K should have like. Specific bubble cards? No, oh, it's <laughs> like, like oh, bubble I'm sure it's, cards. I'm sure it's coming on my Cause, team. Because like I'm waiting Trent for that. and TJ Warren and yeah, yeah. all these people not, would be like TJ Warren after last night. TJ Warren back right, like not now. last night, but overall, like just they would get like ninety something ratings just for like bubble cards. Like yeah. they, they they are balling out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot of players are. But Dame overall in the season, he's averaging twenty nine point three points per game, which is fifth in the NBA, and he's also averaging eight assists per game, which is six. So five time all-star 2012-2013 rookie of the year and he's the 2000 um 2k21 cover athlete for the uh, current gen so Damian Lillard is doing his thing now as far as the whole 
you know, Clippers making fun of him. Like, he did send Paul George home. He did send Patrick Beverly home. He sent Patrick Beverly home with no problems. I'm just mad that they lit a fire under Dame so much to the point where he came to destroy my team. (laughs) I I didn't like that. Now, I already knew coming in, like, okay, Dame's going to give us numbers. But... After the Clippers wanted to laugh and fall and make a meme, I'm like, yo, he really giving right. us 50. He's like, you know what? Well, I'm dropping 50. They weren't only that. He really oh, gave us 50. Was a call. Hold on. You're on Uptown Radio, WJYN. Who's calling? Hey, Chris. It's Julian. Hey, what's going on, man? What you want to talk about? What's going on? What's up, Julian? Hey, how you doing, man? Good. So, uh, just real quick, I wanted to talk about, you know, the – a comment that was made last week about James Harden being the greatest scorer. Oh, <laughs> uh, you heard. Go ahead. Speak your, your piece. Speak your piece. Uh, I mean, everyone's going to call me cliche, but it's it's typical. It's, it's Kobe and Jordan. Now, this is nothing taken away from Harden because I understand he is a great scorer by any means when he chooses to be a scorer. And what I mean by that is when he chooses not to bait the ref. To, it, 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 he takes advantage of it, yes. But to be a great scorer, you got to do it not only in the season, but in the postseason. And we all know he struggles in the postseason, and why is that? He doesn't get the superstar calls like he does during the season. To me, he relies on that way too heavily to be considered a great scorer. Mm. Julian, you're right about that 100%. I, I, I said that. That's my hot take. I'm sticking by it. But the only difference is this isn't a typical NBA season. James Harden had four months off. He's going to be very healthy. He's going to be ready to go once the playoffs start inside the bubble. The refs, they do swallow their whistle when it comes down to it in the playoffs. It's, it's much more of a physical game. But at the end of the day, he's still going to get to those. He's going to still get to the free throw line with no problem. He's going to be able to score with no problem whatsoever. And I still look at him as being better scorers than Kobe and Jordan. But I'm talking about as e in as far as ease. Like when you look at Kobe and Jordan's buckets, like they're very difficult buckets, like triple pump fakes or or mid range here, mid range there. Like James Harden is really just tween, 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 cross, layup. Like it's, it's no problem. It's simple for James Harden. It's really easy. But but the thing about it is you you say you know the the double triple pay, uh, pump fake and all that that became second nature. So it was at ease for them because if you look at Kobe's workout regimen every day. It was those same moves. All that was routine. All his moves that he used in a game were routine. So to say that it wasn't at ease is saying that he had a tough time getting those shots off. When in fact, those are the same shots he takes every single day. It's second nature for him. And that's how, that's how he trained his body for it to be second nature, to always be able to get that space, whether it's the triple you know, double, triple pump fake, whether it's him just taking a step back or him waiting and knowing when to exactly just pull up like he always did on Shane Battier. Mm-hmm. Always had a hand in his face, but it was with ease. He never hesitated to shoot on him even with a hand in his face because he had done it so repeatedly, he knew exactly where the basket was at all times. To me, that's ease. And it was the same with Jordan. Nobody could elevate as quickly as he did. And he already he knew the court inside and out, so he could pull up anywhere, and it was at ease because it was all routine for them. So I understand what you're saying because yes, James Harden and he makes it look effortless mm-hmm. when he chooses to play the offense. Well, but when he decides to drive to the lane and just flail his arms up, that's that's where I 
that's where I, I, I draw the line because he, he can't do that in the, po- in the postseason, and it's shown time and time again that he does not get those calls in the postseason okay. because, yes, the refs do swallow the whistle. That should be a part of being a uh, great scorer is doing it when the time counts. And time has shown in the playoffs he disappears because he relies too heavily on the foul calls. Not to say, again, when James Harden decides he wants to play, he wants to show off his offensive arsenal, There, to me there isn't anybody better in the league that can show off an arsenal like his. Mm-hmm. But it's rare to see now because he relies so heavily on the fouls. Do you also think that maybe the reason why James Harden is a lot more at ease when it comes to scoring, you also think maybe because the pace – like NBA scoring has also gone up. Also, the mm-hmm. the concept more of zone defenses, as as opposed to like you know Kobe and Jordan growing up, is like zone defenses were essentially kind of like outlawed, mm-hmm. and like you had to play a lot more man defense. So like obviously there's yeah. going to be a lot more physicality. There's going to be a lot more struggle buckets because it's a lot more man as opposed to now zone concepts. Now remember in Jordan's day, they could like hip check you. You can't do that well, anymore. Check and all that. Yeah, they they could. In that time frame. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Julian, uh, thank you for calling. No problem. Thanks, Chris. No Talk problem. Talk to you guys soon. Appreciate it. That was an interesting point. I mean, he, he's not taken away from anything, but I still stand by what I said. Okay, then that's fine. I, I'm talking about the eye test. I know yeah. that people may work on those triple pump fakes and fadeaways, but James Harden don't need to do that. He's literally just two dribbles. He's either going to blow by you or he's going to step back and shoot. Okay. It's effortless. Effortless. So you're not saying that he is a better scorer. You're just saying it looks easier. If it looks easier, it's easier. To you. Yes. If it looks easier, it's easier. With no problem. Listen, in the end, I base everything on eye tests as opposed to, like, accolades. So if it's your eyes, then who am I to say I I disagree? (laughs) Yep. And I'm going to stick to Kobe and Jordan. I, don't get me wrong, I, I love Kobe and Jordan, especially Kobe. I'm I'm lower Marion grad, like Aces Nation all day, so I'm Kobe all day. But nah, I just keep it real. I think sometimes the uh, the older generation they just sometimes have a hard time letting go and accepting change. And I haven't seen the centers like Kareem and Hakeem Olajuwon and Will Chamberlain. I have not seen them play, so I can't speak on I, that. I can't. Shaq, I can't either. Shaq looked easy. Well. He just he just ran over. Shaq did man. Shaq, <laughs> Shaq he just like ran he over. Killed people. anybody. <laughs> yeah, with no problem. Except for Akeem. Yeah. yeah, no, he couldn't. Yeah. He couldn't guard him at all. Yeah, not even close. Let's get back. Uh, let's get back to Dame. So we think. So we do we agree that Dame is a top five, top two. Uh, point guard. Point guard. Yes. Yes. Number two point guard. Right? I just got a text that said Harden is a fat ogre. Oh, uh, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. We're, all right, come on. All right, come on. Come on, come on. Jeez. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Oh, wow. Fat Ogre call my man Shrek. That's let's crazy. See. That's today's NBA. Not not the player's fault if that's what the league wants. Nobody got love for AI and the greatest scorers conversation like they didn't start the zone because of him. That is true. It's far from rare, and he knows the rest will bail him out. No hand checks for Harden. That's also true. Whatever. That logic yep. is nuts. If it's easier, it's easier. It's, it, listen, it's strategy at the end of the day. His strategy, he, if he if he gets to the league, I mean, if he gets to the line 13, 18 times, it is what it is. It's strategy. You, he, first off, one thing Julian kept um, putting emphasis on when he chooses to play offense. What do you mean? He always got to play offense. I see when people say when he chooses to play defense, his, his 
primary role on the Houston Rockets is to score the basketball. Doesn't so James Harden he, have the most steals in the league or something? Like don't nobody year? talk about that though. But no, he <laughs> plays the lane. It's it's not <laughs> on ball. It's not on ball steals. No, James Harden is always one of the top steal guys. But it's because he played the lane. But AI played the lane. If you want to get if you want to get serious, well, yeah, because he's six. He was six foot one sixty. So right. what? But James Harden do the same thing. He plays the lane. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm well aware of that. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying for AI, it's a little more difficult. My to play bad. I'm, I'm fired up. The James Harden slander got me going. <laughs> I got people telling me he's an ogre and all type. What? <laughs> James Harden is good. We just think there are better scorers. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. So but I will say he's the best scorer in the league right now. Yeah, yes, current, currently, yes. No, 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 in the league period. Currently, right? Yeah, now. yeah, I got, I got to stick by it. Even though I love Kevin Durant, I got to stick by it. Oh yeah, it's it's because Kevin Durant is not here yet. Yeah, when, sorry, when I, Kevin Durant comes back, he is the best still, score. No, 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 I'll take Harden. Even I'll take Harden. Still, no, I'm taking Kevin Durant. Even listen, still, listen, the only thing Kevin Durant has over Harden is because of that is that wingspan. That height and that height. And, and that's exactly why I'll take Kevin Durant pre Achilles injury. Maybe post Achilles injury, it still it might be James Harden. But pre Achilles injury. It was Kevin Durant because he could do whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted. No one was going. And stop the, him. the only thing I'll say, say hypothetically, Kevin Durant and James Harden was to ever go at it. You know how James Harden just he don't fool with Giannis, y'all know it. he don't fool with Giannis at all. He feels like Giannis has no skill. It's not hard to be seven feet and dunk. He says the things that he has to do actually require skill. I don't see him ever saying anything like that about Kevin Durant because we all know Kevin Durant. Has they were t- they were from, they were team crazy skill. Right. He's seen it like as a teammate and also he's seen it as, as an, an opponent. opponent. Yeah, he's and Kevin Durant is a walking Hall of Famer. I, I really can't wait till Kevin Durant comes back healthy. Y'all know yeah, but- Kevin Durant. Come on, now. Yeah. Yeah, but the fun <laughs> fact, though, um, I did a little uh, fact check. I did a little Zoom call a few weeks ago with, like, Julian and the rest of them. You're more, it's more common for James Harden to go for 50 than it is for Kevin Durant. Oh, yeah. And you know what's crazy? Because when they had that list that just recently came out with Dame going for 50, yeah. Kevin Durant wasn't on that list. And I'm like, wait, so you mean to tell me James Harden and Dame got more 50-point games yes. than Kevin Durant? Yeah. yeah. That's wild. That just shows you how great James Harden is and the man we were talking about, talking about prior, uh, no, Damian Lillard. It just shows you that Kevin Durant doesn't have to go for 50 all the time. If Kevin Durant wanted to, he could do it, but he doesn't have to. Uh, he, there was times he needed to when he played for OKC, and look what, look yeah. what happened. Well, yeah, and he gave the ball to Russell Westbrook, and Russell Westbrook were brick a couple times. That's why he wanted to trade teams. I'm not saying he should have went to the Warriors, all right, he just didn't want to be teammates with Russell Westbrook. And to be fair, the Kevin Durant also played pretty poorly during that blown three three one series lead as well. Let's yeah. just not, he did. Let's just not he put did. that all on Westbrook. Yeah, no, all right. it was those last. It was games. both of them. Yeah, they, it was both of them. They it's went easy, up big. Yeah, it's easy to blame Westbrook because yeah. from the eye test, it's inefficient. But then nobody yeah. wanted to shoot. They were like, "Yo, you shoot. No, you shoot. No, you shoot. No, you shoot." And I then they put a three one lead. Blame you're up three one. Just shoot. Nah, bro, you got they it. Were, they that's, were, they that's were like both. that's like when um that's like when um when uh black people when we get together everybody looking clean like dang brother you flat not as fly yeah, as you. Like, no yeah, man, you I'm, I'm trying to be I'm, like I'm you. trying to get like yeah. you. That's how that's how Harden and Westbrook was. I'm, I'm sorry, Durant and Westbrook was when they blew that three one lead. I'm just trying to get like you. No, I'm trying to get like you. I think one of the funniest posts I ever saw was Russell Westbrook. It was just like an old picture of like the OKC squad with like him, Ibaka, Durant, and Harden. He was like, he was like, this reminds me of the Hot Boys and uh, Russ, Russell Westbrook's Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he the last one left. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, now Lil Wayne ain't on cash money either. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, look at life. Let's yeah. mm-hmm. you fast. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Let's uh, like we got about 20 minutes left. A little less than 20 minutes left. Let's talk about the race to the eighth 
eighth seed. Right now, it's between Memphis, who currently hold the eighth seed. You got Portland, who have the ninth seed. And you got the Phoenix Suns with the smoking hot Devin Booker playing out of their minds. What's the Phoenix doing right now? Uh, Did they beat the Sixers? Five minutes left. They beat the Sixers? They're they're on their way. They're about to be 7-0 in the bubble. That's insane. I'm focused on another game. The Grizzlies are losing 66-55. Wow. So can they lose that eighth spot and go down to ninth? Even 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 so, if they do go down the ninth, right? There's still that play-in tournament because they have to be within four games. Correct. So but regardless, they so win, but they'll have to win two games. Yes, instead. as the ninth seed. Yes. But if they're the eighth seed, they only got to win one game. Exactly why you don't want to lose that eighth spot. You don't. You don't <laughs> want it. At, I don't. But I don't think they're gonna get it. Yeah. I think it's if it comes down between Phoenix and in Portland. Oh. That is money. That is must-see. That's got to be a Sunday ABC game at 3.30. Devin Booker versus Damian Lillard. Oh, with, with all the chips on the Ooh. table? All Damian Lillard been saying is give me an opportunity. And now he's they have a chance to have an opportunity. But Devin Booker, man, he's had an outstanding season. I'm glad that – I mean, it's funny we talk about Dev and Dame because Dame got injured and he gave up his all-star spot to Devin Booker. But Devin Booker, he was he deserved that regardless. He averaged 26.5 points per game, seven, uh, 6.5 assists, and th- he shoots 35% from three. So Devin Booker has been a bucket his entire career. And who knew we would have got this out yeah. of a guy who well, averaged – We got a comment. Memphis doesn't want it at all. I, I'm, I'm not – I'm, they I'm want it. They're injured, man. Yeah, they're, they're, injured. they're hurt right now. Jaron <laughs> Jackson's hurt. Yeah, not to mention like they were the second worst team in basketball last yeah. year. Yeah, they're, they're running on fumes right now. They are. They are, especially with uh, John Morant because when that rookie wall hits, it like, hits hard. It hits real hard. We've seen it with Zion already. So he ain't never. He ain't even get. He ain't get it. No, no, no. I don't want to talk about Zion. This was all for them, and they blew it. I'm gonna talk about Zion. This, no, we're gonna leave him out of here. Yeah. I feel bad for JJ Redick and Drew Holiday. That's his fault. Especially JJ Redick. That's his fault. He did. He did. We all listen. He been look. When he, he left for money. He, yeah. Exactly. He and to be honest, he ain't never think the Sixers was gonna go to the playoffs. We was coming off 10, 10 wins, and next thing you know, we win what fifty one and go on a seventeen game win mm-hmm. streak going into the playoffs. He ain't nowhere making up playoffs. He just collected that bag one year, twenty three mil. Come on, that's that's what you get. Mm-hmm. Can't be mad. So, but uh, Memphis, they got the Celtics, who they're currently playing right now. And they're losing. They got the Bucks. Now, Portland, they have the Mavericks and the Nets. And the Suns, they have the Sixers, who they're about to beat right now. And they have the Mavericks. So, out of those three teams, who you, how do you think it's going to end up? So, the thing is, I think we need to look at the schedule again. Because some of these teams, like the Sixers right now, don't, don't, care, don't yeah. care about winning these games. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have to look at like the Suns' future. Like, who do Suns play? Suns. So here's the thing: Suns have Suns and Portland both have the Mavericks. Now the Mavericks. The Ma- do the Mavericks care? Because the, the Mavericks Ma- are locked into that seventh seed. Are they? Do they? But can they, they move up? Yes, they can. They're about. They're okay. within a game. Now here's the thing: If I'm the and Mavericks, the Mavericks play the Trailblazers tonight. The yes. Sixers. Yes. Okay. If I'm the Mavericks, I care about this because I'd rather see. I'd rather see Denver in the first round Correct. than the Clippers. Correct. So they shouldn't be trying to sit anyone. They should be trying to finish strong and get in that sixth seed. That way they face Denver and then they avoid the Clippers because Dallas, even though it's going to be good to see Dallas versus the Clippers, you know, it's going to be great for ratings. You know, Luka and but all that. I think the NBA wants Luka to go a little bit further. They want him to go further. They don't they, want him to be out they the want first that round. Form, they want that foreign money. They don't want, they don't want Jokic? You don't think they want it? 
I think it's not cool. even Luca. But I think it's cool to have uh, Jokic versus Luca anyway. Listen, no. international players going at it. I uh, think they want that. I don't want to see that. I wouldn't watch that. I wouldn't. Watch I, I mean, for the Mavs, I hope Porzingis too. I would watch that. I I don't think I'd watch it. Oh yeah. I don't want. I don't want to see that. I want to see some physicality. There's no physicality. No. I don't even think Trey Burke has seen the floor since that game. I almost picked him up on FanDuel, and I was just like, nah, the past couple games he played like 14 minutes. But, yeah, it's for Dallas' best interest to take those games seriously because if they play the Clippers, you know, full tilt, fully healthy, everybody. Yeah, they don't, they're not winning the game. With Denver, you, you – They have a chance. Yeah, you can potentially win that series. Mm-hmm. Listen, yeah. because I'll say it before and I'll say it again, as talented as Jokic is, I don't think they have – they don't have enough grip for them to really make a dent in the play. Even with Mike – even the way Michael Porter's been playing, he's been averaging 23 points since the bubble. He averaged about seven before. He's looking like that. Listen, I'm going like to see it to believe it, guy, when it comes when to it comes the playoffs. To, yeah. yeah, that's true. But, I mean, you, you got to give this kid some form of benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I'll give him credit. He's been balling out. He's been uh, really really another good. bubble baller right there. Bubble yeah. baller. That's bubble, what we call it. Bubble yeah. baller. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, like, one of my favorite games last week was between the Jazz and the Denver Nuggets. You know, Donovan Mitchell went off and Jokic, mm-hmm. like, double overtime. That, 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 was, was, that was a great, great game. That was a great game. Donovan Mitchell was hitting everything yeah. with and ease. And I'm, like, and I'm like, listen, we obviously have seen Donovan Mitchell in the playoffs so far, but I think that was his coming out part. He was like, all right, listen, give me the ball. Get out of my way. Yeah, uh, I mean, he still had like 36 off like 34 shots, though. He's a volume score. I know, but I don't see no volume in that. <laughs> if it was Westbrook, you know, they would have been eating Westbrook up with the, no problem. The thing with Utah, the thing you don't have to worry about him is that I don't think Donovan Mitchell can be the best player on a championship winning squad. That's that's really just what it comes down to. Uh, I mean, that's I debatable. Uh, I, mean, it's, I think it's just not that. It's the not that. It's nah. just that. He doesn't have enough supporting like cast help. Yeah. Or like Mike, Mike Conley's Mike Conley's been playing poorly. Yeah, Jordan Clarkson hit the wall after like you know like a Jordan team. Clarkson wears weave, so I don't I don't know what's up with him. Remember that yeah. one day he had braids, and the next thing you know he had a two even. Yeah, and Rudy Gobert is never going to provide you like with that kind of offense I, at you, all. He will against Denver because Jokic don't play no defense. That's the reason why Utah really stayed yeah, in that but, game. But Rudy Gobert doesn't have like any offense. No, 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 none whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I tell you this though: if if Rudy Gobert had a, a Chris Paul, he'd be an all star. Oh yeah, easily well, he'd be an all star. Chris was, Paul was makes an all star this year. Rudy Gobert, or did he just miss it? I don't think he made it. But then again, the West centers are. Then again, there's no centers. He probably made it. All, all the West centers are stiffs. Yeah, he probably he might, made I it. I think he might have made it. It, it would have yeah. been like Carl Anthony Towns, Jokic, and then probably yeah, Rudy Gobert. Yeah. yeah, he probably he didn't make been. it. But, no, I'm saying, like, he would look like an offensive threat because remember yeah. how Chris Paul created Tyson Chandler? Mm-hmm. And, you know, he had David West looking good. He had DeAndre Jordan looking good all off of picking screens. He had Steven Adams looking good. Right uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're right about that. He got, he got everybody looking good. Actually, big shouts out to Chris Paul because the way that OKC has been playing for them to be where they are right now, is incredible. That's why I and said put him at a top five point guard. Yeah, nah. I mean, yeah, you you could. I mean, they're they're Dame Dollar. Dollar. If you listen to the JJ Reddit podcast, Dame Dollar's like he's surprised how good Chris Paul's been for so long, very long time. <laughs> for he's, so like, long, Chris Paul's never been bad. The only bad thing about him is you know injuries, and unfortunately, that's yep. a part of the game. Mm-hmm. But he also had four months off. All right, yeah. So. So it's we got about you know ten minutes or so left. Yeah, let's dedicate the rest of this ten minutes to why we're all here, and why <sighs> our fans are all listening. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a wrap, man. It's Ben it's, Simmons. It's done, man. Ben Simmons out for the rest of the season. He's got knee surgery. Yeah, he got a loo- what the heck is a loose body? 
I you know, I don't know. I had knee surgery, and I don't know. I'm like, is it a piece cartilage? of skin that somewhere shouldn't be? I heard like a dislocated kneecap, and I'm just like, wait, I thought you just need to stay but, off of but it. He, but, right. he, but they put it back in place, so I'm like, what? What is? Maybe there was something. Maybe there was something more I, than that. You know what? Potentially, they were. He probably it. tore a ligament, but they don't want to. They don't want to panic. They don't yeah. want to say. They don't want. They don't want. It'll probably come out, but a loose body. Come on, bro. Yeah, come on, do better than that. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm very disappointed, man. I mean, there was. I had high hopes. I really did. I mean, I can't say high hopes. I'd say like medium hopes because you know Brett Brown. We still have him, but uh, I really had high hopes with Ben Simmons, man. I think. Um, but but here's one thing I will say, for all the people out there who want Ben Simmons to be traded, you're gonna watch it. You're gonna see how effective and how valuable that Ben Simmons is now that he's not there. Because number one, when Ben Simmons is on the court, he mm-hmm. gets everybody involved mm-hmm. you're seeing it now like but he, listen it doesn't matter you if you if he's playing power forward or if he's at the one ben simmons at the end of the day he's a, he's a ball distributor he's going to get everyone involved and we're going to heavily miss that so think about it when you want to get him traded because they're already talking about trade packages to cleveland and whatnot i'm yep. like what like what are y'all talking and i don't know what does cleveland have that we want they, they're saying besides, like it'll be like Kevin Sex, um, Kevin Sex, Colin Sexton, Colin, yeah, Colin. Kevin Porter, like no, no, yeah, Kevin Porter. And I think no. they said Kevin Love too. But I'm like, look, if y'all throwing in Kevin Love, y'all taking this dirty Horford contract for real. <laughs> That's the only way I would even look at it. No, first things first. I'm trading. I'm trading now Horford. To Suns get one, by the way. Devin yeah. Booker, thirty-five. I'm trading Alan Horford to the Kings for Buddy Hill first before I do anything. <laughs> and, that, and that's not happening. That ain't happening. Yeah, well, Vlade Diva love centers. Nobody wants that trash contract. Happen. The Kings. Look, 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 look. This is, like, my father told me about when it comes to NBA trades, there's a sucker board every minute. That's true. Look, we already sucked him once. We're not going to do it again. All right. When it comes to Al Horford, that contract that he signed, now's the time he has to earn it. Yeah. Now is the time. Like, he has been playing well. And he's been playing well in the bubble. I th- to be honest, there were rumors that Al was never really healthy the first half of the season. Yeah. Now he looks a little better. Like, yeah, there's have, times I'm... He had the, the four months off. Yeah, like, there's times where I'm looking, I'm like, no, no, no. Oh, he had that. Or I'm like, yeah. oh, oh, he came out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, that's Horford. And that's the one true. thing that Al Horford does provide is that, like, out of everybody in that starting lineup, Energy. he's... Energy and he's the highest IQ player on the team. Absolutely, he, ma- he makes the right decision. Absolutely. Oh, we got another caller. Oh man, hotline. You're listening to Uptown Radio WJY in 98.5. Who's calling? Hello. Hey, hi. Uh, how are you, Sue? I'm oh, sorry, wrong number. Somebody prank calling. Wow. Oh man, y'all got jokes. <laughs> what do you know? Yeah, anyway, but, wrong number. Sorry, yeah. guys. But no, Al Horford, I mean, if we can get any form of Al Horford that played for Boston, that would be fantastic. I would I would love it. I mean, I mean when, we're seeing that now. Yeah, we're getting it. Like, he can, he can bring up the ball. Not Look, this is not what you want him to do. These are things that he can do. Mm-hmm. He can bring up the ball. He can definitely defend Giannis, which I'm not saying he's going to, you know, sl- shut him down. I said he can defend which him. Which no one can shut down Giannis. Right. He can bring him down. He, he has, has enough wingspan to clog the lanes along with Embiid. He does. Exactly, and, and it's and like you don't got to worry about you know those eight old runs with like Joel and B being on the bench because mm-hmm. you have an all star former all star center coming off your to relieve him. And to be honest, and and you know what, but here's my thing though that I think is interesting. Philly, we're so what's this word? We're, we we've bubble wrapped Embiid so much to the point where it's like if he's missing, we got to have something exactly just like him waiting. Yeah. 
you can't really duplicate Joel Embiid. So like, it, just just right. just to play devil's advocate, imagine we didn't spend all that money on Al Horford. Like we could have got somebody like who did the Jazz get? What was that kid's name? Um, in, what not Ingles? Was it Ingles? That Jazz got Bodanovich. Bodanovich, yeah. Like did we could have he had, got, he had surgery got, though. So even still, we could have got him, and he would have fit much better in our offense than Al Horford. But that's just me playing devil's advocate. I wanted advocate. Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon would have been tough, especially if all we were going to do is throw Ben at the four anyway. That would have been a fantastic sign. Well, if, if we knew Ben was going to be at the four. No, we knew. Brett didn't. <laughs> exactly. We knew. We knew. Then, then I thought we would have went for like a point guard. But I, I agree. Brett was like, Ben's our point guard. We don't need a one. And now we're in a situation where Shake Milton, who, again, is not playing bad anymore. Right. Alec Burks coming off the bench. Very good, six man. I was, I, Burke, okay. I think he had twenty four. Yeah, he balling. Yeah, he balling. He, the, the, another another thing I just wanted to add on that is just like we all knew that Ben should be a point guard, but like I said, Brett Brown had no idea. So you mean power forward? Yeah, I mean yeah, power forward. Point but forward, like point forward. Yeah, that's but that's how he should be used. It, so it just doesn't make sense. We definitely need we needed a, a true guard. Here's the thing: the Sixers have had two All Stars. The, the last time that the Sixers had two All-Stars on the same team was back in 2002 when mm. they had Allen Iverson ah, and when – No, not, oh, not Matumbo. Matumbo. No, Matumbo when he got traded here. Yep. And before that, during the 80s with Dr. J. Moses Malone. Wow. Yeah. So you're trying to tell me that you're trying to break up those two before addressing the actual problem, right. which is coaching and management. Agreed. If that happens, then you're really just back to square one mm-hmm. because nothing's going to change if you trade Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons. The process will be right back. We're going to be watching Jakar Sampson, Hollis Thompson, Tony <laughs> Roten. Keep naming them. I don't need I, – listen, I, I'm Jeremy, mad. Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant's good. No, don't do that. Oh Jeremy Grant is good. Jeremy Grant, KJ McDaniels. Um, uh, yes, KJ McDaniels. Isaiah yeah. Cannon. Isaiah Cannon. KJ McDaniels is my boy. Oh, Van, Vanderblue. Oh my Brandon gosh. Davies. Uh, what was, I, thought of, I thought of a funny one, but I think he was a little bit before the um, – before the process, uh, Shavlik Randolph, remember him? Oh, yeah. Spencer Halls. Alex Shvev. Oh, my gosh. Just all Alex those. Fed, yeah. I yeah, Alex Shved. Just all those random guys. That's go- Listen, if we trade Ben Simmons, that's where, we're, that's where we're on our way. Because then what? What do you think? Joel's going to want to stay? No, he's probably going to demand a trade. It has to be Brett first. Because that's- because because at some point, like, Joel won't be, like, you can say as much as injuries want. Like, he, when... When he's healthy and his body's right, he's a top ten player. So do you really think that he's really just going to stay here and like continue to like endure? Like, oh, we're just going to keep you know funneling out talent just because it's not working because we're trying to make Brett Brown work. Right. No, it's not going to happen. We keep talking. I'm not worried. Management's going to get rid of Brett Brown before they trade either one of their two players. I just, I just hope this. I just hope that. And this is like I will never wish you know nobody's job or anything like that. But I just feel that Brett Brown is not the best fit. I just hope that he doesn't get another opportunity off the strength of Ben's injury because the Sixers are once again not it. healthy. If this is it, if if the Sixers are, do not get out of the second round, Brett Brown is gone. I feel like it should be regardless. Uh, reg- we know they're not going to win a championship. If the Sixers make like, it to before, the finals, like before they went down to the bubble, Ellen Brown should have had like a conference with Brett Brown. He was like, I don't care. What the situation is? Yeah, you got four months to figure this out. If you can't figure this out, I don't. 
don't you care if I just well, you, I think though. I think that's why Brett Brown made that change from Ben Simmons' move from point guard to power forward because they had that conversation. But all I'm saying is that the but, Sixers. But when you watch the games, nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. We're still getting cooked by high pick and rolls. That's why Dame had Brett Brown still is, points. is befounded by two, three zones. And, that, and that's exactly why I say they're going to fire the coach before they trade either one of those two players. You would hope. You would definitely. Otherwise, that's you have a lot more faith in Sixers management. That's like that's historic, a like from a historic standpoint. The cards are not in your favor. We but, listen. We got. We have two generational talents on our team. We cannot. You cannot trade two top away. twenty players right. away without getting rid of the coach. For first. being loyal to Brett Brown, we got Mark Jackson out there. We Lionel got Jason Kidd, Lionel Hollins, just no. to name a literally few. anybody. <laughs> anybody. <laughs> Look, uh, what's his name? Epi Udoka. He was. Yeah, a, he's a I'll, fraud. He's, I'll oh, take, he sits on I'll, take, I'll take the person right behind Brett. Right and not Brett. It, it That's exactly what Toronto did with Dwayne Casey. Right, they, they did an in-house hire, brought brought up Nick Nurse, and you saw what happened. Like, yeah, like uh, I I, just, I don't know. I just hope they make the right decision because it's, it's frustrating to watch, man. And 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 when you see the same thing repeatedly, repeat like it's like, yo, bro, when are you gonna adjust? Like. I get it. I'm talking about 2K for a second, but like if I'm getting fried by the computer on 2K, I'm gonna adjust. I'm not gonna wait till the end of the game. Like, oh, I'm gonna play them again and try this. Like, nah, bro, you was working me in the first quarter. Let me see what's happening in the second and quarter. And that's the problem. Just for the record, adjustments. I see Jay Wright. Listen, Jay Wright is not stupid enough to leave Villanova. Nah, he getting money over Jay, there. Jay Wright belongs in Villanova. Let them be a success over there. We need to. We need to get our success elsewhere. But he All could right. pull a Billy Donovan at some point. But I do think. But, the the, Sixers, but this is the worst job to take. And I do think the Sixers should style their no, play. It's not. Off of Villanova, Jay Wright play. This isn't a. They this should. isn't the worst job to take. This is good. You're walking into Jay Wright and twenty players. I'm talking about when it comes to expectations. You know, Philly fans are not. Patient. He's used to it. He's used to it. They can do it. Listen, man. Listen, listen, coaching at Villanova with no expectations up in Bremar is completely different. Animal. Listen, he wear that sharp shoe. He know what time it is. Jay Wright should stay at Villanova. Anyway, right. so <laughs> it's it's about that time. Uh, we're gonna close out the show. Anyway, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. You're listening to Uptown Radio WJYN 98.5. Thank you to everybody to tune in to YouTube thank you. Live. Thank you our callers as well. Thank your callers as well. Peace. See y'all. Peace out.